The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Joining me now, though, is Ivana Batchik, the leader of the Labour Party, the party thinking taking place today in Wexford. Uh, Ivana, you're very welcome to the show. Before we talk about the thinking and budget priorities and everything else, I mean, it is true to say whatever people's views on the monarchy, however Republican uh, uh, they might be, that there is a cultural significance and there would be a cultural significance to the reign of, of Queen Elizabeth coming to an end, wouldn't there? Absolutely, Kieran. Good afternoon. I'm joining you from sunny Wexford, where we're having our Labour parliamentary thinking, as you say. But certainly, on a human level, first of all, you know, it is it's very sad to hear uh, of the family gathering of the, you know, the it, it appears imminent announcement. And on a human level, one of course sends, you know, anyone would want to send sympathies to somebody who's. Uh, who's, who's, you know, apparently, and as your last commentator said, it does feel, feel somewhat odd, somebody who may be on the, on the verge of passing. That's very, very sad on a human level. Of course, I suppose here in Ireland, we do recall um, the Queen of England visiting here in 2011, you know, and that's well over 10 years ago. And already then she was at a very advanced age. But really, you know, did that visit did so much to strengthen Irish-British relations at the time. So I suppose, you know, there's that, there's that sense. Uh, and indeed, as you as you say, you know, just the, the sense that she has her her uh, the time she has been queen in England has been so long since mm. 1952. I think she's. I think when she when she uh, um, swore in uh, Liz Truss this week, it was her 15th prime minister. Yeah, so her, her first she did, was yeah, Winston Churchill, yeah. who was born in 1874. Isn't that extraordinary? It's, just, it, it's, just, it's absolutely you're, you're right about yeah. You're right about the cultural significance. I think yeah. for those of us here in Ireland, and I'm a proud Republican here in Ireland, of course. But you know, but it certainly is a huge cultural change, no doubt about that, and a momentous well, date. And of course, yeah. you know, again, human sympathy with her family and her, you know, well, there's no doubt about that. Like I say, as soon as there's an update or uh, or any information coming from the UK, we'll bring it to you here on the show. You mentioned the the party conference, the thinking that's taking place in Wexford. Um, The budget, the backdrop, of course, to this and all the other party thinkings uh, happening and suggestions from some quarters that this two billion package that the government were expected to spend, it might be a little north of that. You're hoping it'll be far north. Yes, we're hoping so. And as I say, we're joining you from Wexford. Uh, We're delighted to be welcomed here today, not just by my colleague, Deputy Brendan Howland, our TD in Wexford, but also our great local reps, Councillor George Lawler, who's the Cahirlick of Wexford County Council, and Councillor Maura Bell, who's the Mayor of Wexford Town. So it's a great local welcome here. Uh, But as with all the other parliamentary thinkings, we are certainly focused on very much on the current crisis that is facing so many households, facing everyone across the country, and that's the cost of living crisis. But as I said today, in opening the thinking it's really a, a you know a triple crisis if you like because as all of your listeners are so well aware it's not just about cost of living and rising rising mortgage and rents rising food and fuel costs but we're also facing a housing crisis with such a severe shortage of affordable homes and we're facing now this energy and security crisis exacerbated by the brutal invasion of Ukraine by Russia uh, but uh, you know but without a sense currently that the government have taken sufficient steps to really address the enormous squeeze that households across the country are facing. And that's why we in Labour are saying we do need to see a, a figure uh, used by government or you know applied by government in their budget this September that is very much in excess of two billion. We're saying that it should be closer to four billion, that that would be an equivalent package of measures, a cost okay. an equivalent package of measures to that, for example, adopted in Germany, Kieran, because we're seeing in Germany a 65 billion euro package of once-off measures just to alleviate the real hardships being okay. faced by so many so we, we know that 
the, the main thing, the main thing the government are looking at, and there's lots of different things on the table, it's going to be an, another version of the the electricity rebate. So a bit of money off everybody's a bill. It was €200 Euro in the spring. It might be a bit more than that. What else do you want to see on top of that? What extra? Well, first of all, um, clearly any measure that's uh, going to alleviate the real squeeze on households as we see these vastly increased and shockingly increased energy prices, that would be welcome. But, you know, that credit is not enough in itself and it's certainly not targeted to those most in need. So we have also called for an expansion of the fuel allowance criteria to enable more households to come in to to, to uh, qualify for fuel allowance. That's hugely important as a targeted measure. We've called for a cap on prices, a freeze effectively of energy bills and need a windfall tax on the excessive profits of energy companies. And I'm conscious that at EU level tomorrow, we will see energy ministers uh, probably introducing both of those measures, both a windfall tax and, and some sort of price, price freeze at euro level. And that's very welcome. But we're also saying government needs to take other measures to address rising costs. We want to see government putting a cap on childcare costs of €200 Euro per month. And we think this would have an immediate effect in improving the uh, levels of take of income for so many households. How much would that cost? Well, interestingly, Kieran, it's not as much perhaps as listeners would think. We have got costings from that on that from government. We've got a costing of €270 million Euro, and we believe it would make an enormous difference. As households in Ireland are now paying between, you know, around €1,000 in some cases, 1200 in my own constituency in Dublin Bay South, €1,300 per month per child. I mean, shockingly high Sorry, figures. Just to get that, two, €270 million quid would cap childcare costs at €200 per child per month. Yes, in, in fact, when I got those figures in parliamentary question, it was, you know, this was written up in some of the papers. It was pointed out that this seemed to be, a, a, you know, a relatively good value uh, um, uh, yes. a cost, if you like. It would radically bring down costs. You could do it through the National Child Care Scheme. To be fair to government, they are seeking to move to a more affordable system of childcare, but it's happening too slowly. And last weekend, the Irish Times did a big report on comparative childcare costings, noting, for example, Finland, parents pay one. 150 euro per month for a crash. Now, you know, and as I say, we're looking at costs in Ireland, in Dublin certainly of over a thousand euro per month per child, but around the country. 700, 800 euro being absolutely the norm per child. And this has become unaffordable. Every day I meet constituents who a year ago, you know, perhaps two income households, good jobs, mm. now, fine a year ago, now struggling to get by. And childcare costs are one big factor. But we also need to move on public transport. And again, let's be radical, let's be creative. We've called for the introduction of a nine euro per month climate pass that would enable everyone in Ireland to travel anywhere across the country for free on public transport. It's modelled on the German measure. Introduce this summer, hugely successful, took out one, I mean, I looked at the figures, extraordinary impact on climate emissions, took out, you know, 1.8 million tonnes of climate emissions. Mm. And in they, Ireland, they have the public transport options, done. though. That's always the, 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 the pushback from people well, look, here is like, oh, I'd love, I'd do it, I'd do it in the morning, but there's no train or bus anywhere near me. Absolutely. And clearly it's not a it's not a panacea. And clearly there will be people who will still need to use private private transport means, to, uh, you know, and, and we in Labour are really pushing, I should say, for more active tra- travel me- measures, measures to improve cycling infrastructure, to improve walking and so on. But we're conscious that certainly public transport isn't an option for everyone. But where it is, we should really be incentivising people to use it. And again, in Germany, we saw people 
switching to public transport with the nine euro per month uh, pass here in Ireland again we're looking at costings even if government were to say we're just going to do this till the end of this year that itself would have a huge impact on household budgets and on our climate emissions it would cost on our calculations about 150 million euro for three months and we're saying that would be a worthwhile investment in bringing down emissions and in addressing what we call the social costs social wage that is okay. really squeezing so many uh, households. I mean, you're, you're six months in the gig as a leader of the party. Are you a bit disappointed the polling figures there hasn't been a batchic bounce? <laughs> well, look, you know, I'm, I'm in politics long enough to take a longer view, I suppose, and to say that, look, you know, I know it will take time to build and grow our party, to build and grow support for the values of the party. You know, but I think the by-election results in Dublin Bay South last year, which confounded posters, I should say, you know, which I was honoured and thrilled to win, you know, that really showed the appetite out there for Labour values, for a clear message from a left-of-centre social democratic party a clear message on the need for state investment, for state-led investment in our services, in childcare, in health and education. We saw the state really stepping up and supporting people and communities through COVID and through the entire pandemic and, you know, in an admirable and urgent way. But we need that sense of urgency, that radical and creative okay. vision brought to bear now on the cost of living crisis and the energy crisis and yeah. indeed on the housing crisis, which is still yeah. such a huge well, well, issue. Well, I'll tell you so what, we, 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 we'd have to rip up the running order if we get into housing now after uh, transport and energy though I'm, I'm not dismissing the importance of it of course Ivana a pleasure and thanks so many for taking the time Ivana Bajic leader of the Labour Party they're thinking happening in Wexford uh, today after the break Kuan has another great TV recommendation The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.